Welcome to HorrorFatal.com, almost live, where sarcasm goes to the movies and snark watches TV, with your hosts, the Horror Fatal and the Diva Mummy. Welcome to HorrorFatal.com, almost live. I'm your host, the Horror Fatal, bringing you this week's horror news, reviews, recaps, and information. As always, I ask you to give us a rating or review at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever platform you are listening to this cast on. Normally, right here, we would have a trailer to introduce this week's horror news, but this week, there isn't one. What we're going to discuss is something that's pretty heavy and devastating um, that happened in the horror community and it's it's probably something that's happened before but because of the civil unrest of the Black Lives Matters moment and also um, the Me Too moment it's been brought to the forefront and I think primarily most people are trying to be better people than they've been in previous past. So we're going to talk about the Fangoria Innocent Estate situation. Um, as many of you probably already know, if you're a horror head, and you wouldn't be listening if you weren't, the Daily Beast published an article over the weekend that detailed how Estate perpetuated a culture of sexual harassment and kept an accused rapist employed. The Daily Beast article focused on 39-year-old Dallas film producer Adam Donahue. He was arrested in April on suspicion of sexually assaulting a 16-year-old girl a few years ago, but he's now out on bail, according to the Dallas police. A woman who worked on the 2017 film A Ghost Story, which was shot in North Texas, wrote on Facebook earlier in 2019 that Donahue raped and molested her during the film's production when she was just 16 years old, according to multiple reports. According to the Downers County court documents, Donahue was arrested on April 27th and posted a $25,000 bail on April 28th. As a condition of his bond, Donahue is not allowed to see the woman or her family or be near any place that frequent and must stay away from minors, stay sober, submit to random drug testing, and not possess a deadly weapon. A court date has not yet been set, but the criminal case will be heard in the 265th Criminal District in Dallas, according to county records. Those quoted in the Daily Beast article say Donahue's arrest was just the culmination of a long line of sexual harassment incident, incidents at Senate State, which is why the editors of Fangoria Magazine and Birth Movies Death say they are striking. Senate State owns Austin-based film website Movie Death, Birth Movies Death. Dallas horror-based fan magazine Pangoria and outlaw cinema website Rebeller, in addition to producing its own films, market to conservative viewers such as Brawl and Cell Block 99 and dragged across country. Donahue helped produce films for the studio and helped found the Oak Cliff Film Festival and helped reopen the Texas Theater. Fangoria editor-in-chief Phil Noble Jr. tweeted about the Daily Beast article over the weekend saying, I've read the Daily Beast article. Please know I show your anger and disgust. As Fangoria's Fango's editor, I also hate 
what this might ultimately mean for a brand my team spent two years making special. I offer all my support to the victims here. I'll have more to say soon. DMs are open. Noble Jr. along with Fangoria Managing Editor Meredith Borders, Birth Movies Death Editor-in-Chief Evan Stadhoff and Managing Editor Scott Wamper issued a joint statement on Monday demanding Center State founder Dallas Soner address the company's unacceptable history of unhealthy toxic film states. They said they would be going on strike until Center State meets their demands, which include a public action plan to deal with harassment, mandatory sexual harassment training for all employees and on-set contractors, a substantial donation to Dallas Area Rape Crisis Center, or RAIN, which is Rape, Abuse, and Sex National Network. Editorial separation from Fangoria. Center State recently brought Bert birth movie's death from Albania Draft House, but has no editorial control. Sonia said in an email that Fangoria and birth movie's death, we're just going to call it B BMD, you guys know who that is, um, editors have full support in speaking their minds. My Fangoria and BMD editors have my full support in speaking their minds. I have never silenced anyone in my entire career and have already had a respectful discussion with them for future health of our companies and brands, Sonia has said. I own up to my past mistakes and invite people to hold me accountable as I lay out my course of action we pledge to follow. Multiple contributors and podcast hosts who work under the Center State banner have severed ties with the company since Fangoria and BMD issued their statement. The latest from the Center State was horror and general film critic and legend Joe Bob Briggs who said Tuesday he would no longer be a rebeler contributor that's 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 a big one guys bmd has had its own experience detailing with sexual assault allegations in the past former editor-in-chief devin ferrochi resigned from the site in late 2016 after he was accused of sexual assault in 2017 tim lee who owned alamo draft house and bmd at the time quietly rehired Fauci to write for alamo draft house from home uh, that's some bullshit right there. But anyway, Fauci left again after the rehire was discovered. Also in 2017, Omaha's driver severed ties with Fauci Fest founder Harry Knowles after he was accused of sexual assault. Oh, Lord. Donahue's behavior was a common secret in Dallas film community, according to the Daily Beast article. One of the main sources quoted in the article is Kristen Lee Hayes, who says she has audio of Danny here repeatedly asking him to show her her underwear in 2014. If you listen to or read the, the listen to, if you read the Daily Beast article, it gives a play by play of it and it's fucked up. It really is. And the whole way there he's coming on to me, it was very blunt. Show me your underwear, not even a question in the beginning, just a statement like he thought it was okay to say. Haynes is quoted in saying in a Daily Beast article. I said, I hope you're joking, but no, that's okay, thanks. But he kept going. So that's when I pulled out my phone and decided I should document what was happening in case I got fired after that or in case he started doing something physically. Other women came forward with their own stories after Hayes started sharing her audio recording. Multiple people said they tried showing the audio to Senate State founder Dallas Sonier and film producer Amanda Presmick, who worked with Sin Estate on many of its films. They claim Sarnia and Presmick helped and they swept it under the rug. 
both Sonnier and Prismic denied this in the Daily Beast article. Here's their statement. Adam was a part of our producing team. I am not denying it, but I confront the hypothesis that there is some scandal here because there isn't. I don't always get things perfectly right, but I always try my best. Sonia is quoted as saying in the Daily Beast article, I have a different system of handling things that may be a little antiquated than Twitter in 2020 demands. Okay. I'll finish the statement. In 2020 demands of companies and CEOs, I thought a person I knew or worked with made a pass at another person I knew and I worked with, and I told him to apologize to her. I don't understand the severity in it. He didn't understand the severity in it. I didn't take the time to investigate it. I am guilty of that portion. <laughs> wow. Um. Wow. That's such a bullshit statement. That's a bullshit statement. The Twitter mob. If the, it basically, if Twitter hadn't got on his ass or whatever, it would have been again swept up under the rug. This this man, ugh, Lord, I just can't. Um, initially, I think you can find the 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 tweets and the full statements at Fangoria. Oh, and BMD, what they were saying, the first statement was kind of, you know, underwhelming, <laughs> but they've, they're, um, they've made up for it. They're, they're striking. Um, I know a lot of people that work for Fangoria and under Fangoria's banner. They have, you know, podcasts that I listen to and respect, and the majority of them are walking off the platform. And it's really fucking sad because I remember when Fangoria left and I remember when it came back and it was a big deal in our community, but I I would hope maybe somewhere somebody out there will purchase purchase that brand and give it a clean house cleaning and get rid of the bullshit people in there or whatever so they don't have to be tied to Center State because that's that's just garbage he didn't react the way that Twitter 2020 said he thought they just hit on the girl he shouldn't be hitting on people period that's not the way you do things bruh um uh, really fucked it up it's just a culmination of just some bullshit trash box behavior that's going on in the world uh anyway so I guess as that continues to shake out, I'll keep you posted. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a horror fan, so you're on Twitter as well and all the other platforms and in the world and you know what's going on. Hopefully there will be some ample reservation. I hope, like I said, somebody else will offer to buy Fangoria. If I could, I'd fucking buy it because that's some bullshit. Uh, uh. He didn't deal with it the way. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Let's move on. But that is this week's horror news. Come away with me. If I don't get out of here for a while, I think I'm gonna go nuts. I love you so much. It's just the three of us. Just you and me and Ella. Daddy, because we're old, you'll die before mommy, right? Hey, not that old. It's so beautiful! Wow. I love this. Wait. What? Listen. Quiet. 
know it's fun. But it's time to sleep. Good night, honey. Jesus, you got enough switches? Does this wall look right to you? What are you doing? 26 feet. 21. This room is five feet longer on the inside than it is on the outside. How does that work? It doesn't. Anything happened yet? Hello. You chose this place, not me. You sent me the link. I absolutely did not. You sent it to me. Somebody wrote in my journal. Do you like it here? No. Do you? I hate it. before that one. What sort of house? Why do people hate Daddy so much? The judge and the jury all found him innocent, but some people didn't believe him. The house chose me. You must be guilty of something. People have always stayed in that house. Ella! Some don't leave. Wake up! It's a dream! The right ones usually find the place. Maybe it's the other way around. The place finds them. That was the trailer for You Should Have Left. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I'm with it. I don't know about you. As you can hear in the trailer, you know, well, you guys may not know this, but I'll tell you anyway, one more time for people in the back. <laughs> I really like a good old fashioned ghost story in a haunted house. Those are my favorite fucking horror movies to this day. I'm a sucker. I love Freddie and Jason and, and um, Candyman and Leatherface and all those boys too. But I love when a house is telling you to get the fuck out. And so now we have Kevin Bacon and Amanda Siegfried where the house is telling them to get the fuck out. <laughs> but they did anyway um in a new psychological thriller from blumhouse productions and legendary screenwriter david cope who wrote jurassic park and mission impossible and panic room kevin bacon and amanda siegfried stars a car a couple a car they stars a car now they stars a couple seeking a restful vacation on an isolated edge of the world only to discover that secrets demand a reckoning and travel with you in this terrifying mind twisting tale the father fights desperately to save his family from a beautiful home that refuses to let them leave okay theo conroy played by kevin bacon is a successful middle-aged man whose marriage to his much younger actress wife Susanna played by Siegfried is shredding at the seams frayed by her secretness his jealousy and a shadow of his past in an effort to prepare their relationship Theo and Susanna book a vacation at a stunning remote modern home in the Welsh countryside for themselves and their six-year-old daughter Ella what at first seems like a perfect retreat distorts into a 
perfect nightmare when Theo's grasp on reality begins to unravel and he suspects that a sinister force from within the house knows more than he or Susanna have revealed even to each other. It's based on a novel by best-selling German literary sensation Daniel Coleman who wrote Measuring the World. You Should Have Left is written and directed by David Connup from Star of Echoes which explains why Kevin Bacon is in this. The film is produced by Grandmaster of Terror Jason Bloom. Are we calling him that now? Okay. I'll let it I'll let it stay. The Purge and Hint or Halloween franchises. Kevin Bacon and Dino took Walk Like a Panther and is executive produced by Jeanette Vulture, Cooper Samuelson, and Derek Ambrosio. You Should Have Left is on demand everywhere June 19th. I will be watching. I I don't have a partnership with Universal like that, even though they sent me the trailer. But anyway, hopefully I'll get a screener and I'll be able to um, talk more with you guys about it on the next episode because maybe I have seen it. But who can say? I have questions though just looking at the trailer so I will be watching it seriously screener or not um Kevin Bacon you know is Kevin Bacon and he's a damn good actor so he's selling this shit or whatever just his faces of sure terror and I was a big fan of um well I am a big fan of stir stir echoes so to see him and that director team up again I think it'll be pretty good what stood out for me and I want you guys to go to horrorfortale.com, of course, and watch the trailer in its entirety. Um, the house. The house does not fucking fit the middle of the Welsh countryside. Not what I was thinking. You would think it's a manor, but it's, uh, it's, 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 you know, and w one thing that I've noticed about, um, England, I've only been once, but this is Wales, but, you know kind of in the same vein don't get mad at me <laughs> but um when i was when i was in england i noticed that they usually keep their outer facades on their manners and in in, in in architecture but you'll they'll go in and gut it in in the inside and it will renovate it but this is completely modern this looks this house looks like it's you know off in santa monica somewhere it's, it's very modern very strange to me <laughs> that should have been to stand out but um as you can tell in the the trailer they this couple was summoned there so it'll be intriguing for us to find out what the fuck kevin bacon did <laughs> the shadow of his past right um so that is again you should have left and it looks like they should have fucking left i am 39 i've had a couple bad dates I wanted something kind of different. <gasps> Were you waiting for me? Oh. Hello. <laughs> so are you seeing anyone? Just the one I adopted. <laughs> no, no. <gasps> How's he doing at home? No pet. <laughs> He's an emotional support dog. He can feel when I get anxious. <laughs> Take a deep breath. How did you do this? You're only 10 pounds. I used to be such a rag. You're hysterical. You're that He's not just a dog. He's a good boy. And he's made all your anxieties disappear. Like magic.
that was the trailer for Good Boy, Season 2, Episode 9 of Hulu and Blumhouse's Into the Dark. This episode will air Friday, June 12th. It is the episode for Pet Appreciation Day, which is interesting because this year they decided not to do a Father's Day episode. <laughs> Instead, they did Pet Appreciation Week, which I think was technically last week but I could be wrong but um nonetheless that's what the episode is in celebration of it's directed by Tyler McIntyre and written by Aaron and Will Eisenberg um it stars quite a few big names this time they're getting you know how I I was talk about uh as the seasons went on tales with tales with Tales with the Crypt, <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. They got bigger and bigger stars. This is seeming to be the mo with uh, Into the Dark too, because they've upped their game this season. They've got some some stars this time. This stars Judy Greer from Halloween and a bunch of other shit. I love her in Archer. Um, <laughs> and get this, you guys, Steve Gutenberg, the Goot. Now, if you're a certain age, which most of us are, that dude was in every fucking thing in childhood. But he's in this. It also stars Maria Conchita Alonzo, who, um, what's what's the one that I love her in? The, the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I cannot fucking think of the name of it right now. But she's, she also was a, a big deal in the 80s as well. Um, it has Elise Neal, who... Um, was also in Scream 2 I think that's the one she was in I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that will just stand out or you just know them Um, I think everybody else is pretty much newer they're they're, um, newer actors Um, but let me give you some background on the episode before I, I give you a full (laughs) <laughs> spoiler I'm trying to just I always try to, to not spoil you guys because I want you to watch the episode and gather your own thoughts but good boy is about when Maggie gets an emotional support dog to help quell some of her anxiety she finds him to be even more effective than she imagined because unbeknownst to her he kills anyone who adds stress to her life I'm fucking for it <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding I'm maybe kidding I'm slightly kidding. Um, the thing about the episode that was really good, it's goofy and silly and we fucking need that so badly right now in the world or whatever. Um, but the, it's a body count, man. Little This little cute dog. It's the cutest fucking dog. Besides my dog, of course. But um, he, he, he just takes care of business on her behalf and I enjoyed every second of it. Um, like I said, they are attracting bigger stars and Judy Greer is just awesome. So for her to have a leadness was perfect because she's, she's quirky enough to pull it off and a good enough actress to pull it off. So you get really intrigued and you really, really are watching what's going on full tilt that she, they deliver well on the page. And I also enjoyed, um, the writing because they know this is tongue-in-cheek and absolutely ridiculous but they made it fun and that's what we need and that's all that matters and a lot of things stuck out for me um 
<laughs> this is one of the episodes where I'm closer to the to the lead character's age, so that might be why it's one of my favorites. <laughs> but um, and you know, looking at her apartment, I need to move the fucking Reseda, man. I'm paying too much rent for the space I have, and she had like loads of space or whatever. Anyway, th- if you don't live in LA, that made no sense to you. But anyway, um. She, like I said, she's, she's a, she's, not, didn't make her completely lonely, which I was appreciative of her, but she's, she's kind of, she's kind of a keep to herself kind of chick or whatever, and she's doing the online dating, which is a fucking pain, um, that's true, and she just hasn't found that person yet, but she wants it, um, this is the part where she differs, she also wants a child, (laughs) What's that like <laughs> to want a child? Anyway, but she wants she wants to she wants a child, and um, she's doing you know the the things to do that you do. I suppose if you want if you're planning for that future or whatever. But her paper that she works at, her print paper that she works at, has gone digital, and um, they automatically make her become an independent contractor. I know the people that fucking know me in real life are like, what the hell did they write that from you? <laughs> that is exactly how my, my shit works. I work for a print magazine, but it's also digital. But I decided to pack up and move to California. And my um, company made me become an independent contractor. So I feel her. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so her in vitro dreams are kind of dashed because when you're an independent contractor, you have to pay your own insurance. And that uh, it, that's a lot <laughs> for your plans that you can pay for yourself um anyway so that that gets stashed and she's already you know anxious and stuff so her um boss paid by steve goomberg suggests you know get a dog <laughs> that'll help you out so she goes and she adopts this such a cute dog i need to look up what kind of dog he is but she names him Ruben and he's fucking adorable again reminds me a lot of my dog I was a reluctant pet owner I didn't want a fucking dog I was like what the fuck I don't want a dog (laughs) but um my um my friend and apartment manager sent me like I call it the hostage video of this cute little white dog my dog her name is Caswell Miss Cassie O you can follow her on Instagram by the way <laughs> yeah it's that deep but um you know she's she's this little poodle terrier thing and she's tiny she's a little white dog just like this little dog a little dog weighs a total of 13 pounds but vicious she we went to the protest march um I was not worried about anybody having a social distance or whatever because she's fine. She was fine with the walking and the marching and the protesting. She was not fine when men folk <laughs> would try to talk to me. That's how she is. She doesn't like men to talk to me. She gets she loses her shit. So this dog takes that shit a step further in defense of his owner, Ruben, will kill you. <laughs> if you bring any stress to to <laughs> her, um, Ruben's owner, you you can count. You can just go ahead and you know pick out your casket because he's gonna kill you. And it's like I said, it's asinine because she's so. I mean, he's so little. And again, 
parallels my dog she has this boisterous bark right and i get deliveries and she loses her mind but i open the door and they look down and they're like that little fluffy cotton ball is making all that noise so i think that um the character i think even if she had a confessed and said it was the dog killing them there's no way they would have believed it they would have thought maggie was completely insane anyway um there is a significant body count to this guys because Ruben is <laughs> Ruben's a demon man he's not playing he's taking out people you know um and they're violent deaths too I mean Ferdy and Jason ain't got nothing on Ruben I'm like god dang I do have questions which you know to me that's the sign of a good episode if I have questions because I would like to know how Ruben knew how to get to these places like <laughs> You know, you know what I mean. He's like, how it's same thing with like uh, when Michael Myers was like a child when he um, went to the asylum, but he managed to know how to drive a car and to drive back to Hanfield. I want to know how Ruben knew <laughs> how to get to these these people's um, places of business and apartments. It's like, did he have a GPS? I mean, was he using his chip to track other people? It was very. I have questions. But um, he was managing to do it. The cool thing about it was while Ruben was killing people, Maggie was thriving. <laughs> she, she's, you know, it, it's a good thing. It, you know, sorry. It's not a good thing. No, 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 no. Dogs shouldn't do that to people. Um, It's a completely quirky and comedic episode. But I, I got to say, I did really love it. Um, um. If you pay attention to the very first part of it, it'll give you a major clue <laughs> that I missed on the first watch. But again, I don't want to completely spoil you. But uh, there's a question that when she goes to the kennel to adopt him, the attendant says that his owner went to prison. So, hmm, big clue right there. Um... I really like this episode. I gotta say, well done. I'll have a more cogent <laughs> and easier to follow uh, review, of course, in written form because I do that better on the site by Friday. Today's Wednesday when I'm recording this. And how do you think I got? I, I would love for you guys to tell me if this was better. I'm recording it during the day prior to working out prior to eating dinner and all that normal stuff that i usually do because i feel like um if i do it earlier i'll be my brain will be less relaxed and i'll be a little less rambly i did get a rambly with this though um with the episode but i think i held it together pretty good for beforehand anyway um good boy is streaming on june 12th on hulu again i keep trying to get you guys to just do the trials for a little bit and I think Hulu actually has a 30 day trial so you get 30 days to watch these episodes and decide on whether you want to keep the app um I think it's less expensive and Hulu has a lot of a lot of things on it not just you know into the dark but that's one of you know well it's the one that I I do for them um or whatever but you know, every now and then they actually have they'll have a horror movie or two on there. There's one with Lapita that I reviewed um, last year sometime. 
I think it may have been earlier this year I don't remember but it's also on the side you can have information about that um what else should I tell you about good boy just a good fun episode that's all and we we need fun and light right now more than anything um I think we've come to the end I've babbled long enough but I hope that this little you know my little podcast brings you a little bit of of a distraction from everything crazy that has become our world right now and I, I gotta um, give shout outs to Bloody Disgusting um, my site has been around for 11 years and my the podcast is new I've on this is episode 34 technically um, we tried it before I had a I had a co-host as you can hear in the intro but I moved to California about three years ago and she did not <laughs> so um we don't I don't have her anymore it's just me now and I'm gonna re-record the intro at some point but I really like it that's my friend I won't say his name because he didn't want his name out there um anyway but I've I'm new to the podcasting thing but the site's been around a long time and it's been through many revolutions many 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 revolutions and we have steady traffic um still after all these years or whatever but in its recent carnation it's it's I don't have the time to devote to it like every day um like I once did because I have I have a day job which I told you about a little bit but I want to thank Bloody Disgusting because they sent out a a tweet to everybody because they you know Bloody Disgusting is massive and they sent out a tweet to all uh podcasters and um just horror creators in this industry that are people that are black because of Black Lives Matter and you know um and I want to just say thank you to them because that that one little tweet got me even more traffic which is well needed <laughs> but um I'm gonna stick around and we're gonna try to get better at this podcasting thing it's really it's I'm starting to get better talking to you guys I know it's a rambling mess sometimes but I, like I said I just try to give you I want you guys to hear the news I want you guys to you know check out the trailers for things that I think cool and when I when I watch when I watch screeners and and things and their movies and shows and books and all that good shit that I get to preview in games too had a couple of video games uh, recently too that I got to see I want to tell you guys about it because again the world's fucked up and we need any distraction in you know anything that's niche that you love and so I want to share things that I love and I have fun with because I want you guys to do the same. So, coming up next week, um, Scare Package will be airing on Shudder on June 18th. And I'm going to make sure I watch it this weekend so I can tell you guys how fucking good that is. It's a, um, a Shudder original. Um, it, it's an anthology and, and the tagline's calling it a, a love letter to 80s horror um, I'm all for that so, and I'm really excited about it so that'll be next week also I am watching NOS4A2 finally I know I know I know I know I should have watched it last season but I didn't I didn't have time I had a lot of shit to watch <laughs> but I'm getting it in now um, 
and I'm watching it because season two will air on June 21st so I want to have it all caught up so I can watch along with you guys and, and probably tweet along because I know people tweet with that when that shows on and I want to join in <laughs> I feel left out I want to join in anyway um I want to um say one more time to follow me on the socials at twitter I am at Horfatal and on Instagram I'm at the Horfatal. Um and that's about all folks. I wanna say one more time, Black Lives Matter and to the young women that were sexually assaulted, mistreated, violated, harassed, um, at Sin Estate at the hands of that guy. I'm hoping you get justice. I hope you take care of yourselves mentally, men- mentally, mentally, and um, I would encourage you guys to donate to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Color of Change, the National Bail Bond Network, and to Rain, also for sexual assault victims. Um, I think that's all. Black Lives Matter. I'm still with you guys, and. I want to wish you all a good rest of your week, a good weekend, and have some sweet nightmares. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. 
song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or the Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.